the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. This is the Leaf Edition. We are live on Sportsnet 590, Sportsnet 360, and Sportsnet Plus from 4 to 6. Welcome aboard. Nick Kiprios and two guys who treat me like an all-star. Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee. You're dressed like the all-star of the group again. What's happening? What's going on? Oh, um, just had to uh, have an appearance today at uh, <laughs> Mercedes-Benz Queensway. Oh, the Mercedes-Benz at Queensway. Yes. I've heard that's a beautiful CE- facility. I met the CEO of North America today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a big said, title. Uh, I said, uh, any chance we can get something used for my boy Sammy McKee? Yeah. And uh, he, he laughed. He did, eh? Yeah. Oh. I, I wouldn't want to yes. replace my dented Toyota Corolla. <laughs> we'll work love on that. That. I love that car. We'll yeah. work on that. So we're glad everybody's aboard. Derek Brandeo, Jen Rolnick, also along for the ride here as we get set for the Toronto Maple Leafs and Arizona Coyotes, a game that JB once again uh, will find us uh, covering the game for Sportsnet uh, Ontario. Yeah, oh. so that's at 7 o'clock, right? Can't wait. It's gonna no, be... no. 10. What? Tonight? Yeah. 10? 10. Oh. You guys are, are you do, okay? That's you, you, do you want me to get Sammy to cover for you? <laughs> 10 p.m. Boy, oh. that's pushing it. But yes, I'm I am thrilled. very much. I am very much looking forward to the game. Chance for the Leafs to go five and zero without Morgan Riley. Austin to get yes. fifty in his home state. Matthew Nyes goes back to Arizona. A lot of stories tonight, Kip. And if you're Morgan Riley, like uh, you just lose you, four and one will make me feel better coming back against for sure. uh, the Stanley Cup champions yeah just have like refi or you know someone blow a wheel and give up a goal (laughs) like just someone help me out a little bit it's getting a little uncomfortable but five and oh don't go five and oh come on Mm. you okay with that say we're doing okay (laughs) (laughs) now what uh, so uh, i see in my trusted notes that you put together sammy that the leafs uh uh the Leafs' record against Coyotes is uh, not very good. Yeah, they've lost uh, four straight to them. Four straight. Yeah. That's not just at uh, in Arizona. No, That's... they've lost four straight. Uh, the Maple Leafs' goalies in those four games were Peter Morazic, mm. Eric Schulgren, and Matthew Murray. Well, it's not good. <laughs> so they haven't had... So Samson off tonight, we assume. We'll get another crack at it, you we think? We do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. But yeah, and the lots of uh, interesting storylines. That being one of them, that they've been, you know, had their lunch uh, money stolen by the Coyotes. Uh, Karel Vejmelka. Yep, he'll start in the net tonight for the Coyotes. He's three zero and zero against Leafs the nine forty three. So he has basically been the difference in those games. And I think, oh, no, you go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, and a chance I think for the Leafs to look at some players on a team that's going in the wrong direction that they could think about. Yes, heading towards March eighth. You know, I don't know how much it would actually happen. But, you know, a guy like Matt Dumba, guy that you guys mentioned on the broadcast the other day and Lawson Kraus, which would cost you all your mi- finest meats and cheeses. But there's just def- there's definitely some guys on that team Alex that you look at Kerfoot. that could Oh, my God. We are talking to the GM of the Arizona Coyotes later this hour. Bill Armstrong is going to join us. So that's exciting. We get to ask some questions about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this is yeah. a team, for the most part, that that showed well for the first 35, 40 games. Very. And until they won, until they lost ten in a row, they were playing pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like they were in the playoffs. I know, but true. they were in a playoff picture until yeah. they lost ten matches, and they actually had some some solid goaltending. 
mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And it just seems that's gone completely south on a... It just makes all the difference in this league, doesn't it? Yeah. Now you got homegrown Austin Matthews coming in there, licking his chops. To the mullet. Uh, fun stat tonight, and I don't know if you find this fun or interesting, but I sure do. Um, the Maple Leafs have not been shut out since November of 2021. With a goal tonight, they'd be the 11th team in NHL history and the first in more than 30 years to go 200 straight games without being shut out. That's from Hockey Reference. Our friend uh, Jake B. Leafs shared that. Oh, you just jinxed them. 30 years. That's yeah, unbelievable. And someone's gone 200 games without yeah. getting hey, shut out. Do you know who the next closest team is? I'd love to know. It's the Arizona Coyotes. No. Yeah, I think with 52. Wow. Yeah. It's, That's they, wild. They've really, it's an incredible streak. Lapping but, I mean, fields. when you pay that much money for four guys who do it that but well. Four of them, someone yeah, should get one, one of them should, Yeah, like, you feel like one of them is going to get one, so. The, the, the most telling of that comment lies on Austin Matthews, who has scored an NHL high 25.4% of all Maple Leaf goals this season. Like, that's just... That's too many. Crazy. Yeah, like, it's awesome, but I recognize that's too high a number, right? It's ridiculous. No player has scored more than a quarter of his team's goals in a season since Stamkos did it over 10 years ago, 2012. That, to me, is like... What is the message of every team playing the Toronto Maple Leafs in the first 30 seconds of their team meeting. They're just going to write a three and a four on the board and circle it and go, I have a defensive plan. Shut this guy down and we win the game. Can I, you know, play devil's advocate here? I think you're gonna. I'm about to. I mean, you know, there's, it'd be worse if they had scored like, you know, a hundred goals and, he just scores a lot more goals than anybody else. That's why he's, you know, it's just like he is the man. Like, he's the guy that scores the most goals. I think he just, by sheer number of him, that's put up the percentage. It's not like it's just because the rest of the team sucks. It's because he scores so much. Where are the goals? He's part of it that well, they he's got suck, 49, He's got 49, <laughs> do. Buddy, he's got 49 goals. It's hey, not March yet. Th- there is a part where we, we have said yeah. there's a lot of other guys around him that suck. Yeah. Don't, he, don't take that off the, well, the table. There, there are clearly guys around him that suck. But there, in years past, there have also been guys that are like, talked about this on the morning show today, but we're talking about the exact same season again. Like yeah. it's the like we it looked a little different for a while there, and it was all happening differently. But like, you know, the un, the bottom six is underperforming. They've had injuries in the decor. The top guys are carrying them. Like it's the exact same thing. But it's just the Matthews production has just gone up a little bit. That's the only difference. Yeah, and I get it. And it, I'm not stupid enough to suggest, hey, hey, don't do it as much, right? Because it is what it is. The bigger question is, is is this the game plan to win in the playoffs yeah. moving forward? Do you really think for one second that the Leafs could go to round two or three or a Stanley Cup final? Just saying score, Austin, score. Just continuing with Austin picking up 25% of the offense. Do you really believe that? I I would have to be a huge idiot to sit here and say it works. I'm going to give everyone a sneak peek to tonight's broadcast. and Not not to do the content so you and I won't weigh in. But one of the burning questions is, 
going to be about who past the core four guys mm-hmm. is going to score the most goals for the Leafs this year. Good luck answering that question. Uh, Bobby McMahon's. Bobby no, McMahon's is, your he, answer? He, yes. he has nudged himself into Based the... On his last Bobby week and a half. Bobby McMahon, though? That's where we're at. He's going to score the next most on the team. Jan Krug? <laughs> yeah, I guess Jan Krug. There's a vote? Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know why you guys are sitting here and looking yeah, at me. Yeah, you. Like, no, like, this is... <laughs> like, we're all surprised by this. This is the whole thing. No, but we are surprised because no, the play, I, they got offense in the offseason. He got Bertuzzi and Domi and Klingberg. Yeah, but when those guys don't play... And there haven't been given any role where it's like, we trust you. You're the guy. It's just the same thing. It's, it's the, the same, same season. Thing. It's and you, the same You've turned Bertuzzi thing. and Max Domi into Zach Aston Reese and Pierre Engvall, where they don't play and they don't score. It's so the same thing. Whose fault is that? Where, where, does that where, where does that? Is that on the players or is that on Sheldon? Is that on You what? know that answer. You know the answer. It's the coach. Of course, it's the coach. If you don't use the guys and give them opportunity, and they kind of get relegated nights, to Team B, like, yeah, I believe ultimately you you got to convince the coach to to find different ways to to squeeze more out of the lineup. But there's also a part of me that says, on some nights, man, I got to go to my horses right now. And yeah, the question is, is when does it finally catch up to you? Game 55, 65, 75, or in the first round? 83. 83. You know, like, I thought Austin and Mitch uh, were effective against Tampa Bay in the first round last year. You know, playing really all the minutes good. they did, I thought yes. they were very good. Main reason they got by Tampa was those two guys and, yeah. uh, and Vasilevsky. Yeah. And, and so, and they played a lot last year. And so, you know, you do have belief that it's sustainable to a point, but they did so, hit a wall. in other words, you're telling me that Tampa did a crappy job of checking Marner and Matthews, and Florida nailed it. Well, it depends. Or you could take the positive angle and say Marner and Matthews, you know, beat Tampa's good checking, which, you know, they're pretty or good offensive players. You could say that Michael Bunting took out one of their top pair of guys in the first, and they didn't have a whole lot Ding. to. I, yeah. It, you know, like, I think that series, you look back on it with the least winning, they were the far and away the second best team in that series for most of it. And we can't relitigate it because yeah. they, they were the better but, team but, in the other series where they lost. But, but go ahead. This just goes back to my earlier point for, for Florida in the second round. Just find ways to get in their face. They didn't score. Either one of them didn't score in the second round, if I'm not mistaken. And you have an easy victory against this hockey club. Well, I mean, anytime you're one-dimensional, you're at risk of having that dimension taken away. But, you know, that's... I feel like we had a lot of these exact same conversations before the trade deadline last year where they completely remade the bottom half of the lineup. Yeah. Like, I really... It's but that very pivots similar. to, do you think that can or will happen again? I've got an article today on sportsnet.ca, the thesis of which is basically, here's the top five teams in the NHL. They're not nearly as good as they've been in previous years. This is only the second or third time in the last 20 years the best team in the NHL is below a 700 winning percentage. Hmm. The door is open, you know, for a team, and which is I make the case for teams like Toronto, Edmonton, Winnipeg, you know, adding. Adding and getting aggressive yeah. here because, really, if you separate yourself from the pack at all, the yeah. door is open. Except it's, it's, not, it's not an equal playing field because some teams are now starting in a position where the Leafs were three or four years ago where they have all these assets and mm. they can burn and add and... The Leafs cannot go toe-to-toe with some teams 
on going out there and being aggressive based on the fact that you have way more bullets than I do. Definitely, yeah. That's the cost of the past four years of going all in. But it's foolish to not go all in. Yeah. Tell your bad team and you're losing and you're doing the other, other, going the other direction. Got to pick a direction. We had Gord Stellick on the other day, and we we kind of got into it. And I, believe me, I'm I'm with you here. If I'm Brendan Shanahan and and Brad Tree Living, and I know the history of mm. this organization the last three four years, I can't look my players in the eye and say, you know, we got to be careful with our first rounder, and you know, there's next year and the year after. I'm like all in. But like you're you're really talking about another level of depletion yeah, here. Yeah, we're going to be two hours of an NHL show, and not one hour Leafs, one hour NHL in about three years when they're just completely tanking it, not trying to win. Uh, yeah, I I actually sort of agree with Gord in the premises that like is it? But, I, want, I want to argue that. But like from a like a fan's perspective, I'm a fan. Like, I'm like, oh, boy, you know, maybe this isn't the year. But, like, you talk about Dubas and Sid having a conversation. Is Brad going to have a conversation with these four guys in the team that, like, want to win every year? And he's going to be like, hey, we're not trading the first this year because this guy may be good for us in four years. Like, it's not not even a start. It's not a conversation you can even begin to have. No. You have to trade. And I, I don't agree with Gord at all here. And we all know, you know, much respect and all that to Gordon. He knows what he's talking about hockey. But I disagree here. Because we do not agree. What are you going to do? You know, what are you going to do if you don't trade for assets to get better this year? You're going to be one of the teams that's around 10th best and loses in the first round, and then you have some assets. And again, yeah. next year, you're middle of the pack. Like, this is a year where there's a chance. And I, I look at analytics and what they've done to other sports. The NFL, nobody went forward on fourth down for years, right? And now it's like, God, if you're fourth and two or anywhere in midfield, yeah. it makes sense to try to win the game by, you know, going for it, getting aggressive. That's all yeah. this is. It makes sense now to push in when there's a chance to win because soon there won't be a chance. And so you're I'm with me you a chance. just in terms of looking at the East and going, okay, outside of Florida, mm-hmm. I think we got just as good of a chance as anyone in this uh, conference. Yeah. No one scares me with the exception of – Florida so being team you have to deeper. Play in the first round. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> They're not going to play Florida in the first round. Yeah, Flo- no. Florida will be jumping into a wild card. Yeah, okay. Florida's going to win the division. They're in first right now. Yes. Same games as the Bruins. They're ahead of them. Yeah, so you're not facing Florida. Right. And outside of that, I'll, I'll go a step further on how I'm buying into Leafs All In. There's nothing off the table for me. You want to have a conversation on Cowan? I'm having a conversation on Cowan. Wow. See, that's the one where I'm like, he's the guy that's going to kill you when he scores 120 points in the next 10 years. uh, Listen, I've done the the junior to the pro thing. Yeah. No guarantees. There's no guarantees. Nick Robertson, 50-goal scorer. 55, yeah. 55? He's a different, like, the thing is. There's no guarantees, Sammy. I know, but Easton Cowan is a touchy one because he's exactly what they've, like, the idea of what he can become is, Nick Robertson is not, what he become was not like this, what McCowan should become. Unless unless you bring back someone that can kind of paint a picture of getting Cowan 
advanced yeah. here because of your window. You need to turn Cow into something that can help you win now and maybe have a similar look to him. So, Arizona tonight, mm. I go talk on, uh, I go knock on uh, Bill Armstrong, the general manager's door, and I say, how, how do we turn Cowan possibly into Lawson Krause? You know, are the you Krause, having that conversation? Here's why I am having that conversation. Oh, like, the window like is I'm, now, to yeah. your point, which is very well taken. The salary is very manageable, $4.3 million, and it's uh, this playoff run plus three more. Three He's got more. Four years, years of contract. He's 26. That's what you're doing. You're giving him, you're giving him a Lawson Kraus that sets back his program for, for Cowan to be ready when Arizona's ready. He's, Leafs are, uh, he's Leafs, got 20 goals Leafs, in 54. You, you, you got to treat the Leafs like they're ready now, even though they're, we can, we can pick apart some, some holes here God, on the blue he plays, line. He plays left wing too. Wouldn't that knock everyone into I, their place? I absolutely am like, I think it's a pretty controversial opinion to say that, but like, I don't disagree that I would absolutely trade him for a big help. But the question uh-huh. I would say is you want to spend that chip on the forward core as opposed to the blue line? Because if yeah. you're spending that chip, you look at this decor and it's like, yeah, the Leafs. No, 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 it's 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 not one or the other. I'm it's I'm part I'm, of what you're doing I'm, after I'm, you trade your first for D. I'm going to get another future first <laughs> okay. rounder, okay. and but this, this is what I'm just doesn't about. stop. I'm like, you're all in. Yes, you are all in on on the next two years here, and Kraus can help you win this year and next year, as we yeah. know that he's not a UFA, he's not Nick Foligno or, or Ryan O'Reilly. And he's in the ready prime to f- of his career. They're not flying away anytime yeah. soon. Yeah, is someone like Chikrin or yeah. someone like, you know, on, on the back end just, the version of that where you have another year. Punt it down the road. They're going to be bad. They're going to be bad at some point, and that's just, you know, the salary cap is the way it is, and their window happened to coincide with this crappy cap window and mm. tough beans, but, you know. God, that's one that, though. It's guys, Strathroy, Ontario, drafted by the Leafs, plays for the Knights, yeah. absolute stud. Yeah. He's, like, he's legitimately the best player in the OHL right He now. will be. No, he, like, right he'll now. Be, he'll be really he good works. three yeah. or four <laughs> years from now, but Sammy. That, but that's I know, and I'm he's just, not going to win the Calder next year. I mean, I don't know. No. Well, we don't need... He's he still got another year yeah. of junior eligibility here, right? You can't even send him to the Marlies. So, like, what year is he a 30-goal scorer in the NHL? It's probably three years from now. <laughs> like if you've got a team that's and supposed to. And I don't to... know, Sam. You, you watch junior. I don't. I don't. Maybe he's, he's really. 50 goal he's, scores he's, I don't know. No, he's. I don't Sammy, know if he's, he's let really it go, really bud. good. Let I, it go. And let it go. The thing is, I'm coming from a fan's perspective because I do. I would happily move anybody. There's not one person in the organization that I would be like, don't trade them. Like any prospect, any, anyone. Truly. Other than the big four, I guess, or yeah. Tavares. Someone want to take Tavares, sure. But like, I think. When people hear the name Cowan, they're going to be like, oh, no, 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 no. But they shouldn't be like that because it's like when he's yeah. contributing, but it's hard because at least they've had so few top banger prospects because they've had so few first round picks that when they finally get one and they seems like they hit on one and then you trade that one too. Like I can picture the trepidation from Leaf fans, but I'm with you. Trepidation. What does that mean? Did, did you see the Connor Bedard clip? No. Uh, oh, I sent it to you. Yeah, oh, did he say trepidation? Uh, no, oh, yeah. the reporter asked him if he had any trepidation getting back in the game, and he was like, yeah. I have no idea what we, that we need, means. We need uh, Derek <laughs> Brandeo to find it for us. Yeah, no, trepidation. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't. I think you'd just do it. 
I really do. And you plug your nose hard and you try to win a Stanley Cup. There's a, there's a lot of stories in NHL history of GMs not wanting to give up player X to get this guy. And then you look back at who player X was. I know, God, there was a recent one where the Flames could have had a player, a star, and they didn't want to give up a Velimaki. Velimaki was their yeah. big star that they were like, we don't, you know, this is our guy. He's an unmovable, he's untouchable. Can't have untouchable prospects. You just, there's just never a guarantee they become what you want them to Especially become. Especially with windows now and money still being an issue number one reason why we still haven't seen anything of significance in a trade is because there's too there's still too much money that needs to be burned off of contracts Mm. moving forward all right oh we have bedard already look at derek brandale all right let's we were talking about it let's let's go to connor bedard on on a media question did you have any trepidation out there about taking a hit or anything like that? Today? I have no clue what that word means. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have no clue. This is not even going to pretend. Uh, Derek, what we're going to we're going to bank that <laughs> that in the archives right there. I don't know. That's, All right, that's so a the, tough one. The boys are in Arizona. No, I, it's him being Connor Bedard. I, he's, I love it that he would say that. I'm sure Connor Bedard was just pouring over the books at uh, whatever elementary school and whatever yeah. uh, high school he New was at. 14, he was oh, going to yeah, be yeah, a yeah. millionaire. Yeah. So the boys are in Arizona. Uh, Sheldon Keefe, oh, a little grumpy today. So, yeah, like. Why? Why is he grumpy? Well, listen Sammy to this clip. Four in a row. Listen to this clip. This is. I'll, I'll tee it up for you. The question basically was, oh, where's my clip sheet? I don't know. Anyways, the first uh, question, okay, basically told him, he's like, are are you excited? A lot of juice, extra juice playing with all the Arizona ties or whatever. Are you excited about this game? And this was his answer. It does. Uh, that hasn't really manifested uh, to positive things on the ice in the past. Uh, but, yeah, certainly it's great to be here for – Myself, I have personal connections here. As you say, there's a number of others in our organization, obviously, that have uh, much deeper connections. And and it's beautiful here. You know, it's great. It was a great day yesterday. Uh, sun shining. So, yeah, it's uh, it's great to be here. And even even this the coming into this building is, um, is, a, is a nice change. It's different. It's unique to the NHL, obviously, but... Uh, it's also uh, a terrific building. They did an unbelievable job putting this together. What's the key to beating someone? Okay, yeah. I got so many things out of that. I got Sheldon the coach, mm-hmm. Sheldon the weatherman, mm-hmm. Sheldon the marketer. Yeah. Sheldon the architecture major. <laughs> <laughs> he was all over the map on that. <laughs> but just like, yeah. What was, what was the, what no, was the no final point? Though. No grumpiness, though. No grumpiness. You didn't not, sense grumpiness? Yeah. No, I did sense it. Okay. Really? Yeah. On the fact that every time we come in here, we, we lose. Yeah. Yes. He's definitely making the observation yeah. that, yeah, like it so being that, cool doesn't mean it like, helps us, but where's, it's where's, cool. Where's, like, the, where do you think the biggest area that he thinks is, that the guys are out there I having know, a good time? Yeah. Or, or Austin's coming in and turning it into a, a hometown uh, uh, distraction? Well, how many guys played golf yesterday? Ju- judging by the color of Matthews' nose, they were on the course yesterday. They were, they were enjoying Wait, themselves. See, no. What's wrong with would, that? And who wouldn't do it? Right. It's a day off in Zona. I would be on the course the entire day. But Probably it's a couple really easy to look past the Coyotes and just be like, finally, in the middle of winter, we get to go away. You know, going away somewhere warm to golf. Oh, Doesn't that sound God, nice, Kipper? Scottsdale. Oh, it sounds lovely. I, 
adore Scottsdale. Oh, oh my God. It's Great. the best. They should put a hockey team there. What is wrong with them? Just, What's wrong with us? Just, <laughs> Why are we no, there right now? <laughs> uh, the Coyotes, the organization, just build, Anything. put the team in Scottsdale, build a rink, and you've got gold. Drop it on the old tortilla factory right downtown <laughs> and, there. And we will never hear about Arizona being a market that can't work for yeah. the NHL. For um, sure. It's that simple, is it not? Apparently. That like, and a billion and a half yeah, dollars just, for a rink. and a bill. I mean, we got a break here soon, but can you just fantasize with me about being an NHLer, living in Arizona, showing up to the rink and flops, I read going a to thing play today. golf. Jason Zucker was yeah. like, he Zucker wants to be a Coyote long-term. Yeah. And I was like, I bet he yeah. does. I bet your Keller with his <laughs> plus one handicap doesn't want to leave Arizona yeah. too. <laughs> well, we'll get Playing a ch- with John Rahm yeah. every day. We'll get a chance to ask uh, Bill Armstrong, general manager of Arizona Coyotes, if... Uh, if that's the case, everybody comes in, golfs, and leaves two points on the table because that hasn't been uh, the secret to a winning recipe as of the last, right. what, two weeks, three weeks? We'll see if that changes uh, with the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight in action against them. All right, we're taking a break. Yeah, let's hit the break. And when we return, Bill Armstrong on The Real Kipper and Born Show. The best Blue Jays show out there, period. Blair and Barker. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee. Let's welcome in. General Manager of the Arizona Coyotes, Bill Armstrong. Uh, Bill, thanks for joining us. How are you, man? I'm doing great. How are you boys doing today? We're good. We're psyched. Uh, JB and I are on the game tonight against your Arizona Coyotes. So there are games, and then there's a game against the Toronto Maple Leafs. No better way for for your team to get a little extra attention than, than beating the Leafs, right? Yeah, it'll be a good matchup tonight. Um, we've played really well. We came out of the gates pretty good against Colorado. Um, in our last game, we played a real good game too. So we're 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 in the thick of things. Um, I think in the process of going through the uh, the rebuild, um, you know, there are there are spotty patches. We're probably in one right now, but I but I like the way that we play, and uh, we're we're continuing to play hard and battle through it. That's great. Yeah. So, you know, you mentioned sort of continuing the rebuild process. Um, you know, what does that process look like for you guys? You have a number of pieces now I'm sure you're happy with and content to see as a part of the future. You know, what do you sort of have laid out as a vision for this Coyotes club? Well, you know, it, it, that's a great question. It's uh, for us, we're, we're kind of right where we, we kind of expected uh, we would be. We'd, we'd be in a place where our fans get to come and watch and they can see a little bit of the goodness. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we've drafted, and uh, that's the Logan Cooleys and the Gunthers and the Mosers and some of the other guys that we've acquired, like the Jack McBains and the Connor Ingrams. Um, so you can see a little bit of the goodness uh, coming through, um, but it's it's not consistent probably every single night that we play. Uh, but I think our fans get a look at what's coming, and uh, I think they're very excited to, to know in the pipeline also the Lamaroos and the Geekies of the world and uh, and the Simashevs and Boots. So we're, there's, there's a good pipeline of young talent that's coming in. Uh, it's not there every single night. Um, you know, that that's due to being young. I believe we're like the second youngest team in the National Hockey League. So 
Um, there are nights where, you know, it gets a little scary out there, but there are <laughs> nights, too, when you catch us on a good night, we, we, we can play with the best of them. So when you look at the last 10 games, and obviously it, it, it doesn't look good, but in, in terms of where you are in, in your development and where you're happy with, but you just need more seasoning, i.e. the blue line, i.e. in net, where is your focus right now on, on what you have to wait for to, to improve on? Well, it's, um, you know, with us, you know, if you look at the last 10 games, you know, uh, we're an organization that doesn't like to make excuses. But if you look at the competition that we've played, um, I'm not sure if we spread out those 10 games we, where their record would be that much better. So, um, you know, it's, we've played some really tough competition. It's been good for this group. It's been a good challenge. I think our biggest, you know, concern as we're building is, is, is looking for, you know, a number one defenseman, obviously, that, that's uh, – and as someone, you know, uh, they can't hurt to, to have. And anytime you're trying to go through the rebuild, you're looking at a number one goaltender, number one defenseman, or a number one center, and a goal scorer winger. You're always trying to get one of those pieces um, that fit in. If you look at any team, whether it's uh, Vegas or it's the Tampa Bay Lightning, you've got to have those core pieces that, that are elite uh, to, 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 to move on and play for a championship. So I think when we're going through the – the rebuild process and you look at the draft, you're always looking for one of them. In that uh, process, so you guys obviously are taking stock of where you're at in the standings. Um, you know, we do a Leaf show, so we are, we're always talking, looking around the league and be like, what team might be sellers at the deadline? Um, you know, we're not sure about the Coyotes necessarily, but do you see yourself being active at the deadline? I know you have about 53,000 draft picks coming up, but what do you, what do you <laughs> see for your activity level over the next few weeks? Yeah, I mean, I mean that'll work itself out, you know, as, as we as we move down the stretch here. You know, we we've, we've built some some uh, some players into our lineup in the free agency process. Would that allow us to to you know, if it's not going our way, to acquire assets with those players? So I think that's a nice uh, it's a nice bonus for us to have. I think uh, you know, with with our team, uh, our core is is slowly getting there. Uh, there's some fringe players that we've signed. Um, you know, that we, we could move and have the ability to create more assets. And, you know, people always ask us, with those 500 million draft picks you have, where are you to draft uh, all of them? And, and the answer is probably not, but but you can always use them as currency to buy players like we did with Jersey and, and Jack McBain. Mm-hmm. So with these consecutive losses, there's no question teams probably call you up a lot quicker now um, and, and try to feel you out uh, you know, so when, say, Brad Tree Living calls you and offers you a fourth-round pick for Lawson, uh, Lawson Krause, um, <laughs> when does it go from a fourth-round pick to something more serious? Does that just have to play out towards March 8th? <laughs> yeah, I, I think it was a seventh-round pick. <laughs> just, just to be accurate with that. Yeah, you know, there's never any – it's just down to the deadline. It, it always is. You know, when there's a deadline, you get something. It's no different than arbitration. It's, it, there's a deadline to get it done, you know, and everybody, you know, plays the game until that, that time and point, you know. Um, so, you know, for us, we'll, we'll play that game right down to the wire too, so – um, you know, we've, we've done it before where we've kept guys because we didn't get the deal we wanted and we're kind of stingy like that and, and we get a lot of draft picks. So we, we can kind of go down that route too. But, you know, we've, we've been able to work out. I think we've done the most trades with any other, uh, any other club in probably the last five years. So uh, normally we can find deals. And for us, we use comparable deals, on, you know, that have been done before. I think probably that's the fairest way as a GM uh, to get the best deal and get it done as quick as you can. Uh, you know, just compare your player to, 
a trade that's happened over the last five years and usually gets it done. But sometimes teams are willing to pay that till, <laughs> till there's 30 seconds left on the clock. <laughs> Fair enough. You know, like you mentioned all the picks you guys have, and, and you've been a competitive hockey team this year. You know, you're sitting in a great place on the ice. You know, we appreciate you coming on the show, and so I'd hate to even ask, but how annoying is all this off-the-ice stuff for you guys? Does it affect your day-to-day business when, you know, Toronto Maple Leafs fans are trying to move the Coyotes to Utah already? And, and how, how much does that affect your daily business? Um, you know, in every market, and, and, and you, know, you know, has its different challenges, you know. So, you know, you're in the Toronto market, you know, at the GM there's, you know, a thousand different reporters throwing uh, rocks through your windows every day. You know, here that's not like that. It's 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 a different quality of life. You know, it's it's a different way. What we have is noise. Um, you know that everybody around us, you know, kind of digs up about the arena and, and gives it to us. And and I think you know, hey, we're moving. And, and listen, let's be honest. Our players are human. They're you know they they buy houses with their wives. And I'm sure you know if everybody's been down to Arizona, nobody wants to leave Arizona. It's, probably one of the most beautiful places, you know, like, so, you know, everybody's kind of, you know, attached here and wants to see it work out and want to see that next step happen. And, and as a GM, I'll be honest with you, if you build uh, an elite facility down here, uh, you know, uh, with 19,000 people and it's, you know, it's in a good, it's in a good place with an elite training pro, uh, facility with a couple ranks, you're one of the 10 teams in the National Hockey League with the taxes, with the quality of life. There's no traffic. Get off the plane. You're home in 10 minutes. You're at your practice rink in 10 minutes. It's a game changer, and you become one of the top 10 teams automatically because of the free agencies that you people you can attract. And let's be honest, you know, you hear all the, the, the talk about, you know, this and that, about Arizona. We're ranked the number one place to go by all the wives in the NHL. There's no snow you know, and it does matter when yeah. you're attracting the top free agents. So we can become that. Um, you know, it's just in the process that, you know, the rink has to be worked out. And like I tell everybody down here, I, I build teams that don't build rinks. So, um, you know, we're hoping that uh, we can take an, uh, another step and our ownership is, is pushing them for, for a new piece of land. So, um, you know, hopefully that can, that can come to fruition one day and we can become one of the top 10 franchises in the National Hockey League. Not to give away, you know, state secrets here, but are, are you confident that this can be resolved fairly soon? Uh, that's a great question. <laughs> you know, the NHL wants it to happen. Everybody wants it to happen. So I, I want to believe the, the goodness that it's going to get done here and it's going to take that next step because – it is an incredible place to play hockey. Um, and your your fans will see that tonight. Uh, I'm sure Leaf, the, the Leaf Nation will be packed in there too um, to watch us play. And and it, it's it's a great place in the desert for hockey. They've added Division One hockey down here, American League hockey everywhere down here. It, it's it's becoming a place to watch hockey, and, 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 and it's, it's a great thing. And there's more fans here now than there ever have been, and we've just got to get the arena situation resolved. And if we can do that, uh, this is going to be a strong franchise in the National Hockey League. In the interim, how has the mullet experience been? The the mullet arena experience been? I know it's not ideal for you guys, but it is like a, it's kind of a unique kind of. You know, Sheldon Keefe said in his interview today, you know, it's kind of cool to be somewhere different. Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, it's it's unbelievable. Um, uh, but I will tell you, we haven't we've we've been going through a stretch where we haven't been successful in wins. 
and the fans are so close to me. It's almost like Harold Ballard's box. (laughs) (laughs) The bunker. They're that close to you. So when they're not happy, you know, uh, they can really have that one-on-one personal time with you, and there's nothing you can do about it. (laughs) It's it's okay when we won the last five games and I'm going through the crowd high-fiving everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Bill, when we uh, we look at your lineup, though, we we do sense that you're you're a lot closer. But you know, we also saw Pierre Dorian, you know, before he he left Ottawa, talking about their build being over and, and we're ready to compete now. And that hasn't been the case. Would you be a little worry, uh, you know, weary of 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 saying that as early as next year this team should make the playoffs? Yeah, it, you know, it is. Um, listen, we I went through it with the St. Louis Blues. You know, look how long our rebuild uh, took. You know, the teams that, you know, sometimes hit the lottery like Pittsburgh's, you know, they, they, and they flipped it in like five years. But most times, you know, with the, the Avalanche, they went through the process almost like a double rebuild. Um, the Blues went on forever. I think it was close to 14 years. Washington was like 10 years. It's not an easy trick. So to say, hey, listen, I'm going to wipe my hands here. The rebuild's over. We're going. That's not true. You can run into a host of injuries. We could be picking one again next year. I mean, that, that's happened to teams that, that are in it this year where everybody thinks they're going to flip the switch and a few injuries and a goaltender goes down. So the rebuild, it takes it takes a lot longer than people think. Um, and you have to have, leave some room for, for error. Um, but I like we've added the, the pieces. That, where we are right now is where we drew it up on paper. And if we can keep making that progress, with good drafting and our, and our scouts have done a great job so far. Uh, Ryan Jankowski and Daryl Plandowski have done an amazing job and we're, we're on track to where we're supposed to be. Um, but I would not put my hands up and say, Hey, you know, we're, we're going to, we're going to make this next year. There's still more work to be done. So if, uh, if fans here haven't watched your team all that closely, who are the guys who maybe deserve a little bit more national attention than they've gotten this year? Um, you know, Michelli comes to mind for me as a guy who's probably, uh, yeah. you know, an underrated name. Um, is that fair to say? And is there anyone else to add to that list? Well, the, the fans are going to notice tonight the speed of Logan Cooley. Um, you know, he, he's, he's going to catch your attention. And Dylan Gunther, his right winger, is uh, – is a hell of a player, and, and, and those two guys have got some chemistry uh, lately together. They're two really, really young players, um, and Keller on, on the left side of them, they're, they're going to stand out for you tonight at times. And that's kind of the hope when you come. Uh, you know, Kraus, uh, Lawson Kraus has been a heck of a player with Bukestad and Michelli, and that's kind of anchored our second line. And, you know, uh, there, there's some unsung heroes. You know, Matt Dumba, you know, he's, he's, he's done a nice job as a leader down there for it for us and, uh, and you know he plays against the big boys every night and he's not afraid to take runs at guys and we love that about him he he keeps us competitive and with a little bit of fire so um there's a lot of goodness in the desert obviously it still has a lot of maturing to go um there's a patient process but um there's there's good signs uh, so far and, and we look forward to adding some more players next year hey bill have you ever heard of the product flex seal yes I yes have. yes that's Alex Kerfoot. That was the nickname here. <laughs> Any line you had a problem with, you could put him on and he just would just patch the hole. What do you think? Flex seal. Stop Leafs fans. I love that. <laughs> that is, he has been so good for us in the desert. You know, <laughs> center, left wing, right wing, kill penalties, the bumper on the power play. Like, th- this guy has been so good for us. And you know, we're young and, you know, in leadership, you know, he's pretty calm. We we're in a meeting the other day and some of his words were, 
unbelievable on, on how he just talked and calmed the group. And uh, he's been such a great part of uh, of our, our team this year. We're very fortunate to have him. And um, he's, he's found the net, and he's, he's been a very effective player. Probably one of the best penalty killers I've seen up front, just ragging the pocket times. We'll get him to send some flex seal up here. Our show leaks all the time, <laughs> Bill. <laughs> Really, uh, really appreciate your time. Uh, good luck tonight. Good luck the rest of the season. Good luck uh, moving into uh, trade deadline day. You got it. Thanks, guys, for having me on. Much appreciated. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it. Bill Armstrong, general manager of the Arizona Coyotes. What did you get out of that? He took the opportunity to build up Matt Dumba, who is available to build yeah, on. Yeah, he's going to go for sure. Yeah, that was Yeah, sad. someone will take a chance on him. I don't know how well he's playing. Ooh, but, Dumba, yeah. yeah. He's, well, I think he's making the point. He plays against the yeah. big guys all the time. He'll take runs at him. Yeah. Now, if you have the choice of making no changes at all or adding Matt Dumba to the Toronto Maple Leafs, you're taking Dumba all day long? Oh, my God, yes. Okay. He makes 3.9. He plays right D. He hits people. That's a lot of check boxes okay. for me. All right. Yeah. Lilligren for him? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes, I would do that. Uh, I, think they would. I think they would. Well, you well, we should have asked him. I, well, like, just hold on for a second. No, I know. I understand that little grin is not having uh, a, yeah. a great year, and he's he's hurting a little bit. But mm-hmm. how old's little grin, and how old's Dumba, and what's Dumba got left on his contract? One year, and little grin's got uh, team controlled. Team controlled. So, not not that quick. I would throw the lily pad away. I mean, if you're talking about turning future help from a guy into current help, this, to me, is a pretty quick way to do it. But, yeah, I don't know that they would be um, interested yeah. in that. Yeah, he confirmed Arizona nice. Yeah, it was really quite the sales pitch for Arizona. I didn't get the chance to ask him, will there be water in the state in 10 years? <laughs> well, I did ask him how confident he was, and there was a bit of a pause there, which yes. when you – you know, I'm no expert. No, but he didn't on, immediately go, oh, it's happening. But there was one of those where he sounded a little, um, yeah. Ho- Political. He knew. It was- yeah, well, listen, he doesn't sound overly optimistic if we kind of read between the lines. Yeah. Of course, he's got hope like everybody else has had the last 20 years in the state of Arizona for hockey. But- it's a really nice twist on it. Well, the NHL wants it to happen, and they do. Very much, as does oh, everyone. Oh, you think? Yeah. Like, Gary has not let go of this thing for how many years now? Yeah. I build and, teams, and, I don't build ranks. Is a good and one. Armstrong is not wrong in terms of if you just put a nice rink with a couple of pads and a facility in the right place, uh, it's it's a top 10 Like, I hope, yeah, market. for sure. I hope no one thought I was being sarcastic or Bill was being sarcastic when talking about it's the number one place wives want to go. Like, if you're picking a city to move to and you say to your wife, what about Arizona? It's cheap and warm and, you know, like it's an easy sales pitch. It's a, you know, instead of being in the winter somewhere, right? You sell that to your wife, a little yeah. winter in Arizona? It just, it, it's weird that this owner has had so much problem. I mean, they all have Kip, though. That was the third straight owner. I don't that- think he's ever had the right ownership group in 20 years. Their draft picks are baffling. It's obscene how many picks they have. There, I mean, yeah, I think I told you guys, in the first three rounds of the draft, in the next three years, at a glance, they got about 20. 
He should trade them for a rink. <laughs> <laughs> He'd have enough. Yeah, he Some could get guy a rink. who's got no team. No team. <laughs> At least yeah. now I have 20 draft picks. Um, Just start build his own me team. a rink. Yeah. So in our last block before we got to Bill Armstrong, we discussed the potential of dealing away Easton Cowan. Mm-hmm. And uh, the clip of us talking about that has subsequently been put on X. Oh, hate when that happens. Can I read some of the rev- the tweets that say? Yes. I no no what no chance no that would be a bad move no no slow news day is it no this is my nightmare F no. So, and so we're, uh, no uh, multiple no gifts. Say one of those things where it's like, no. it's talk radio. If you can't discuss no, no, no. it even. No, I think you can discuss it. We're discussing it. But I told you, word for word, yeah. that Leaf fans were going to get bent out of shape about this. If you let Leafs fans be the GM, this team would not be very good. So, no. Go back and ask them if they thought moving him would give them a great chance to win the Stanley Cup. And if they won it, would it be worth it? Yeah. I mean... Okay, so the reason why they they say no, 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 yeah. no is because they don't Planning think they don't think this is a team that has a chance yeah. to win a Stanley In Cup. Conclusion, you don't want to know the things I do. They're to see the, the problem. Leafs. It's <laughs> the children who are wrong. <laughs> you don't want to know the things I would do to see the Leafs hoist a Stanley Cup. No, I genuinely. You really don't, don't want to know. know. No, no, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it's just they haven't developed right? any stars. So, so there's, there's it's a fear factor yeah. of they're conditioned to expect failure. It's a fear factor of not only losing Cowan as a prospect, but then losing anyway. Yeah, you lose yes. in the first round, and now you don't have Cowan. Yeah, yeah. it's like they just haven't, outside of the big Listen, four, I'm they not, haven't developed I, I'm not style. sure uh, yeah, Kraus is that guy, but if yeah. there's a guy out there that falls into that, that wheelhouse yeah. that has term, and again, he's not, he's not flying out the window because he's not signing a new contract... You have to look at players yeah. like that. It's funny, though, with those guys. Like, the grass is always greener. It's like, Kraus is big and a left winger, and he scores. And, you know, maybe you don't end up loving the player. I always think that when you talk about Pasternak so glowingly all the time, I think if he played here, you'd be like, this guy some nights. You, I think he'd drive you crazy some nights. Mid. So, you know, there's no. all these guys. <laughs> he Pasternak. Willie's driving a few people nuts since yeah. he signed his contract, but he's still incredibly right. dangerous like he showed the other night in st louis yeah but no one's good all the you're time. gonna live with that with these type of guys you're right you're right they're all in many ways kind of the same where they're not playing 82 games mm-hmm. and you know what's remarkable too about austin matthews and his run lately and where he's heading towards 70 maybe 74 goals is that we can we we've also had half a dozen games where we've said Oh my God, he's been horrible. Yeah, horrible. Yeah, I just don't and think you just, can play eighty-two games. It's otherwise. just the fact that you're, they're, they're not all going to be a box of chocolates. No, for any of them. No, you're right though. He he is an all-or-nothing bunches guy. He's actually gone twenty-four games this year. I think he hasn't scored a goal. So that means his fifty goals, forty-nine goals, have come in the other quick math like thirty. You know, wow. so he's just like. Lights it up when he scores, and then some nights, not so much. He's, there are other factors besides, hey, i just not getting the bounce or anything. Like, there are some games when you just know he's just not a very good effort. Yeah. Right? You just didn't. 
isn't trying as hard. Is this a hard. Matthews specific thing or a Matthews? I'm just talking about yeah. Matthews. Like there's 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 a there's a factor for guys that sometimes they're not getting the bounce mm-hmm. or but there but there are some games when we've watched Austin yeah. and go he's just got to work harder. I just don't think you and, can and, work. And, and that can be said yeah, for yeah. a lot of players for around sure. the league. But I genuinely don't think, and I forget, I wrote about this somewhere along the way, that like if you're a top-heavy team and you're counting on these top guys to score for you all the time, this is my theory for why they're bad against good teams. Yeah. They're going to take some nights off. If you're going to play them so much every single night, 82 times, yeah. and so what nights are you going to take off? Well, when it's Columbus or it's you know Anaheim or those are the nights they're going to hope to shoot a couple in. And all of a sudden they're dogs yeah. and they lose to a bad team and you got nothing else. And for the record, like he is working his ass off the last two, three weeks. Oh, yeah. I, I've Defensively, never, just as never good seen as him better in terms of his commitment and uh, his work ethic. I mean, that, that totally correlates to the success Bucks that he's having. In. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It's, um, it'll be interesting to know, you know, we've talked about the chase for 70 and you know if that becomes a thing and you and i agree that it shouldn't become a thing regardless because you don't want to pour your effort in before playoffs to some round number just for the sake of hitting a round number yeah especially where 69 would still be nice where they are in their development of this program yeah right if it was Two years ago, four years ago, right, and you could get some personal milestones. Yes, and now it's like now okay, it's win building, or building the confidence, cares. right? Yeah. Building the confidence to the to the point where you are now ready to lead this team to a championship. So, all right, our thanks to Bill Armstrong, general manager of the Arizona Coyotes. Coming up next, Eddie O. Yes, former Took Toronto Maple Leaf, and now top analyst with TNT. He's the Kraken uh, analyst. But uh, tonight he goes national for TNT with the Edmonton Oilers versus the Boston Bruins. So, Eddie O, after the break, still plenty more on the real Kipper and Bourne show. Do not go away.